Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. From KMOX Sports. Okay, boys, here we go. Welcome to the Green Bar Sports Open Line. Those good swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Green Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Here we go. Now, from Cardinals Spring Training and the T.R. Hughes Homes, St. Charles Premier New Home Builder Broadcast Center, it's Matt Pauley on KMOX. We do come your way from Jupiter, Florida, Cardinals Spring Training. Today, the final day before actual games are played. Welcome into the program. I have you for the next two hours, and we have a lot going on between now and 8 o'clock this evening. As always, if you want to chime in, you can do so by calling, texting, or tweeting. Although, to be perfectly honest with you, it's a little bit easier here when uh, I'm on uh, location to text and tweet. So we'll just stick with that. If you want to text at me, you can do so. 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. That's how you text into the program if you've got any comments on anything that we're talking about, or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. This is what we've got coming up on the program, the second hour, the 7 o'clock hour, nothing but baseball. That's what we uh, generally do. So uh, in the 7 o'clock hour, we're going to be joined by uh, Brendan Schaefer, Cardinals writer for uh, KMOV.com. We'll get his thoughts on everything going on with the team. We'll also do our daily fun with audio where uh, we will hear from Cardinals manager Oliver Marmel and what he had to say earlier today. This hour, we'll do some soccer and we'll do some football. Charles Bohm's going to join us here in about 10 minutes or so, and we'll talk uh, City SC as uh, they're getting set to open up the MLS regular season. If you're a little confused uh, with how Everything works out. The first game that they played, that good win that they had against uh, Houston 2-1, that was part of the uh, CONCACAF Champions Cup, and now that's a early season tournament, so they're going to be kind of jumping between that and MLS regular season action. Their game tomorrow is going to be uh, against Salt Lake. That's going to be over at City Park, and you can hear it on our sister station, Y98, so we'll talk uh, coming up in just a little while. 
with uh, Charles Bohm. Also this hour, we'll talk with Mike Mitchell. We'll talk uh, Battlehawks football and UFL football with him as we are continuing to get closer and closer to their season. We now know about the full coaching staffs, and uh, we'll just get an update on everything that's going on with that league as they try to uh, certainly gain some traction. We know how big of a deal it is in St. Louis, but for the league to be successful, they still need to uh, find a way to get multiple markets having a lot of success, maybe not to the level that St. Louis has. It's going to be tough to match St. Louis, but certainly uh, going out and having a little bit more success than most of these other markets have had. So we'll talk with uh, our friend Mike Mitchell coming up at about 635. News and notes from today in Cardinals camp. Not a lot is going on. I keep saying that and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to downplay anything. Um, It's just, and this is a, by the way, this is good. It's good when there's not a lot of major storylines. It's a lot better to be in Cardinals camp than Mets camp right now, where there is a major storyline in Mets camp. Kodai Singa has gone down, and he's not going to be available at the start of the season. They just lost their opening day starter. That's bad news. And unless you are signing a free agent at this time of the year, if there's news, it's generally bad news. So the cliche is no news is good news. That absolutely does apply to what's going on with the Cardinals right now. The closest, the closest thing we have to news um, is what's going on with Mason Wynn. So Wynn felt just a little bit of a tweak or a, a spasm in his back a couple days ago. They held him out of workouts. They put him back in workouts today and he feels fine. He's not going to play tomorrow in the Grapefruit League opener. They're just going to wait a day or two. Maybe he'll play Sunday, maybe Monday, maybe Tuesday. No reason to, to push anything at this point as it is right now. And look, we, I know what happens sometimes, and this does tend to happen with the Cardinals if we're being blunt and honest about it, where there is an injury that is kind of downplayed and then it turns into something more. That happens here. I understand that happens here. So when people get a little bit concerned when they hear about some general soreness and are worried that might turn into something more. I understand being worried about that. I, at this point in time, I don't think that's a good worry to have. I don't think that's a valuable worry to have. Uh, everything that, you know, Mason Wynn talked with uh, Daniel Guerrero from the Post-Dispatch after working out today and made it clear that he feels fine. It, he had no issues coming out of it. Now, they'll have to have that conversation again tomorrow. It's it's not always so much how you feel after you get done with a workout. It's how you feel the next day when you wake up. So there will be another conversation to be had. And look, if he if he wakes up tomorrow and he's got some back spasms, then at that point this maybe becomes a little bit more of a story. When you sit him out for two days and he comes back and then he comes back and if, if it doesn't respond well, then we'll start talking about it. Then it turns into a story. But at this point, not much of a story, and the only impact to it is that he is not going to be playing in either of these split squad games that are going to be coming up tomorrow. Just for your own edification, here is what's going on tomorrow uh, here down in Florida. Split squad game. If you're wondering why in the world they would have a split squad game to open things up, they want, from what I understand, they want every team to be playing on the Grapefruit League Day opener. That's tomorrow, and there is an uneven number of teams down here in Florida. So with that, at least one team has to play a split squad game in order to get to a, an even number of teams. So the Cardinals have a split squad tomorrow. One game will be against the Marlins. Matthew Libertor is scheduled to uh, start that game. That's going to be the game we have here on KMOX. 12.05 first pitch, 
John Rooney, Ricky Horton on the call of the game. And then the other game will take place in Port St. Lucie as they're going to match up against the Mets. Maybe one of the more interesting parts about this. So the home game is going to feature most of the established veterans. They're, they're not going to hop on a bus tomorrow. They'll stay in Jupiter. So the Wilson Contreras and the Nolan Arenados and the Paul Goldschmidt's of the world, they're all going to stick around. But one person who is going to hop on a bus tomorrow and head to Port St. Lucie, that would be Cardinals manager Oliver Marmel. He is going to manage the team on the road against the Mets. And the, uh, the person who's going to uh, manage the home game tomorrow against the Marlins, the one you're going to hear on KMOX, that's going to be Daniel Descalso, newly uh, named bench coach. And uh, his first game back with the Cardinals, he is going to be serving as the manager as Oliver Marmel is going to be in Port St. Lucie. So that's an interesting part to everything that's going to be going on tomorrow. Again, a lot more baseball coming up later on. All the 7 o'clock hour, nothing but baseball later on this hour. We'll give you an update on the uh, the jersey, the uniform situation, which has taken another interesting turn over the last day or so so we'll get into that coming up uh, later on but again we've got a couple guests this hour charles Bohm's going to join us in just a few moments to talk uh mls soccer and city sc and then mike mitchell will join us later on in the hour to talk battle hawks that's all coming up again if you want to chime in you can do so by uh texting into the program 314-436-7900 or you can tweet at me at matt paulie on air we'll take a break charles Bohm joins us in just a moment as we roll on from Jupiter, Florida and Cardinal Spring Training, it's a Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back at it. It's a Gray Bar Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. Coming your way from Jupiter, Florida, Cardinals Spring Training, Grapefruit League play. It begins tomorrow with uh, split squad games. We'll have one of them for you right here on KMOX. Also coming up tomorrow, City SC has their MLS regular season opener. They've already played a Champions Cup game, but they've got their regular season opener as they're going to uh, match up against uh, Salt Lake. They'll be on our sister station, Y98. Very happy right now 
now to uh, welcome on to the program. You hear him a lot here on KMOX. He's always very gracious with his time. He is uh, Charles Bohm. He uh, can be read in a number of places, including MLSsoccer.com. Uh, Charles, appreciate you taking some time with us today. How are you? Always a pleasure to join you. I'm doing well. So, Thank you. Um, uh, so I just got a text message from uh, our text line a few moments ago from the 210, and they say, can St. Louis SC repeat their year one success? So instead of me answering that question, let me throw that at you. What uh, what are the chances that City SC is able to follow up what they did last year with another fantastic season this year? Well, you know, I think we have a, a couple of, uh, I guess you could say, contrasting data points in that set. If you were to ask uh, numbers crunchers, analytics type people, they would say suggest that there's a good chance of a little bit of a regression to the mean in 2024 because St. Louis overperformed in a number of key metrics with what they did last year when you look at the underlying data. Um, that said, you know, we have a little bit of a real uh, on-the-pitch um, uh, data point in the, in the opening leg of their CONCACAF Champions Cup game, and I think you saw some reasons for optimism there. Um, holding off the challenge of a really talented and experienced Houston Dynamo team to pull out a first leg win. So I think um, I think you can you can see reasons for pessimism, um, even if the you know the, the home faithful may not want to hear that right now at the start of the year. Um, but um, but there's also a, a lot of good establishment uh, work that's been done that may carry over. How challenging is it? It it's tough to play the the three games in eight days in the middle of June or July, but to come out of the gate and have that as a result of playing Champions Cup games and MLS regular season games, how challenging is it on the legs of these players to be tested this way so early on? It's very difficult. It really is. And, and if you talk to um, technical staff, fitness people, they'll tell you that it's an almost impossible um, periodization uh, task, And by which that I mean, when you look at uh, all the ways you sort of compartmentalize your physical fitness building in the preseason um, to get to where you're fit enough to play games, but you're not peaking until later in the season. Um, and then also the way you, you know, you build your tactics and your, your philosophical ideas to sort of gather momentum uh, as the spring goes on. And you have to make everything happen a lot sooner. You have to be, be better, faster, and you also have to have that sort of mental acuity to reduce the mistakes that can really kill you in a, uh, a knockout competition like Champions Cup. So it's very difficult, and St. Louis, you know, by overachieving last year, they've kind of gotten to this point a lot sooner than a team in their situation usually does. So it could easily be sort of a, a flying too high, too soon type of situation. Um, but I think that here they really benefit from, from one, the experience of Bradley Carnell. He's, he knows the league well. He knows this competition. And two, the nature of kind of the identity of his team, which is the high-pressing system, the team-oriented uh, mentality that really stresses depth, the use of young players, the fact that they can win games without necessarily having to be ball dominant, right? Because of the way they, they try to exploit uh, errors on the opposition with their pressing. So, um, so I think they really, really makes them one of the more interesting MLS teams to watch in, in champions cup. Lots of sports fans in the United States who are not, you know, quote unquote soccer fans. They're somewhat dismissive of non league play that the NBA in season tournament was somewhat dismissed. Uh, not that it's a domestic thing, but like the world baseball classic, there's a lot of baseball fans who don't like it and think that players need to be focused on the major league baseball regular season and not on the WBC. 
it feels like the Champions Cup is a really big deal, but I know there's also some people out there that would just rather see the team focus in on the MLS regular season. Can you speak to those people and explain why the Champions Cup is such a big deal and why teams take it so seriously? Yeah, I mean, that's a valid point of view, and, and it, it's not you know one that you haven't seen in the past years uh, because making a deep run in Champions Cup uh, or Champions League, as it used to be called, can be can cause a real hangover in, in domestic play if, if you are, you know, kind of physically and mentally get drained from it. But I think you have to step back and go, hey, let's, let's look at the, 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 the uh, greatest, most established soccer cultures around the world. When you look at places like South America and Europe, and their continental competition is a huge honor, and it's kind of what every team dreams for, right? Because by reaching that point, that means that you've achieved so much on the domestic level that you're trusted to go and represent your country uh, against the rest of the region. And and I think in the particular context of CONCACAF, um, it is a quirky uh, competition. It's changed repeatedly over the years. It's it's but it really kind of um, illuminates the diversity of the region and the incredible uh, teams and and cultures and storylines that you have in Central America, the Caribbean, Mexico, and so while it is a, a tough responsibility, there's a lot of extra travel, a lot of extra mileage um, in, uh, imposed on the players. It's just a it's just a blast to watch. And if you give a give this uh, tournament a you know a few games, watch it, see how quirky and interesting it is, and the drama that it can serve up. I think over time you will become a, a, a Concacaf sicko, just like uh, the rest of us. We found out earlier today that Lutz von Steel had uh, signed an extension with the team. It keeps him uh, with City SC through 2026. We had heard some rumblings in the offseason that maybe some some other teams, international teams, were making a run at him. It it feels like he really wants to be in St. Louis and, and see this thing through. Obviously, again, they played well in the first year. I think most people are pretty happy with the moves that were made in the offseason. What does it mean for the club that Fonenstiel signs that uh, deal? And it seems like he's going to be here for a good number of years. Yeah, you know, MLS expansion projects like St. Louis City um, have a lot of appeal to people like Lutz and both both at home and abroad because it's something you don't get to do in many places in the world. And I talked about those, you know, more established soccer nations elsewhere. It's almost never that you can build something from scratch, you know, from the ground up and connect with a city and bring something new, you know, and, and do it in your own image or with your own ideas. So I think that kind of concept is is really fascinating and almost intoxicating for 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 people like Lutz. And I think that's what you're seeing here. I mean, he's he's had some success. He's been well supported by ownership. He he you know is reflected in the identity of his team and the philosophy of the team and vice versa. And so I'm sure he wants to go and win something before uh, before he even thinks about you know checking out something new. Yeah, that's interesting that you like forever and ever, you know, because there's going to be a continuation from one season to the next. As long as City SC exists, and we would think they're going to exist for a very, very long time, his fingerprints are going to be on this team forever. And to your point, that's something that doesn't exist very often. And it's a, it's a cool legacy to be able to have. Yeah, you know, I haven't gotten to check out a game at City Park yet, but when you just even watch it on TV, it's, it's really tangible um, how inspired everybody is around this. The fans the club employees, the players, the, the stadium atmosphere, the way that this club is connected with the city and reflects the city. Uh, you know, I think there's something intangible that, that is worth more than money that, that you get from being a part of something like that. Did you feel like the team took the deficiencies that they learned about in the postseason and addressed them in the moves that they made in the offseason? I think they've tried. You know, now the big question remains – you know, again, as as you as City learned the hard way in the playoffs, 
you can be really good in a league environment, and it and it only does so much to prepare you for a knockout situation, right? The playoffs are a whole different ballgame, and tournaments like CONCACAF Champions Cup and Leagues Cup are a whole different ballgame. So I think um, there is a certain conventional wisdom that says that they, you know, you have to have big stars or or big clutch type performers and personalities. And so I guess you could ask whether they, you know, have enough of those type of players in the squad. But when it, when you look at, you know, kind of in the the, the more kind of basic level of giving more tactical options, building more depth and, and get putting themselves in the position to get back there and find out. I, I think you have to like what they've done. From a league standpoint, this is the first full year with Messi. It, obviously the, the media buzz is a little bit different now than it was when he first joined the league. Is he still having the kind of impact right now that he had when he first arrived? It seems so. I mean, you know, we're six months in now, and, and you might think that maybe the honeymoon is ending, and we may discover that in the coming years. But I think everyone, even people at Miami and at the in the upper levels of, of MLS leadership, um, have been blown away by just how big he, his, his persona is, just how much the demand is for any piece of the messy phenomenon, whether it's tickets to the away games, uh, the viewership and the subscriptions on, on Apple TV, um, the, the media buzz. I mean, if you, if you read any MLS news these days on the sites that I write for or any other, you're going to see a ton of pink and black. You're going to see a ton of stuff about Miami and Messi. And I know it can be aggravating to fans of other teams, but it's a reality. They, they, are, they just draw interest on a whole different stratosphere from almost anything else in MLS and certain, really almost anything else in MLS history. I mean, I think we're getting almost into the territory of kind of Pele and the, and the New York cosmos of, of the old days of the NESL. So we'll see if it sustains. I certainly don't think they're a sure thing to, to win, which some people do, um, cause, but, but just the story of whether they reach expectations or not is going to, I think, dominate the, the MLS discourse. He is uh, Charles Bohm. He uh, writes uh, for a number of different outlets, including MLSsoccer.com. Follow him on Twitter at C Bohm. That's C B O E H M. Charles, thanks as always uh, for your time. Enjoy the opening weekend, and uh, we will uh, talk to you again uh, moving forward. Sounds great. Enjoy the match. All right, very good. There's Charles Bohm joining us here on the program, and we appreciate him taking a couple moments with us. This is a great time for St. Louis sports. City SC getting underway. Obviously, the Cardinals, Grapefruit League starting tomorrow. But the Battle Hawks, they are going to be opening up their season in uh, a very short amount of time as well. Our friend uh, Mike Mitchell, who uh, covers spring football, covering uh, the UFL for Sports Illustrated, he joins us in just a moment. This is a Gray Bar Sports Open Line. We are coming your way live from Jupiter, Florida, and we're back with more in a moment on KMOX. Welcome back to the Gray Bar Sports Open Line, live from Cardinal Spring Training and the D.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center. Once again, Matt Pauley on KMOX. Yeah, we are in Jupiter, Florida. It is Cardinals Spring Training. Grapefruit League play getting underway tomorrow. We'll have uh, Cardinals and Marlins beginning at about 12 o'clock right here on KMOX. Hopefully you are tuned in for that. We're a little bit more than a month away from the Battle Hawks beginning their season. They had the uh, coaching staff announcement uh, earlier this week. And uh, to talk all things UFL football and Battle Hawks football, we're happy to welcome in via the Quiver River Electric guest line, Mike Mitchell uh, covers uh, spring football, covers the UFL uh, for Sports Illustrated. You follow him on Twitter by Mike Mitchell. Mike, always appreciate you taking some time with us. How are you? Uh, thanks for having me on again, uh, Matt. I appreciate it. 
Yeah, so uh, just kind of give us an update of where we're at right now because, again, we're about a month out from um, from the season getting started. We get announcements about coaching staff here in St. Louis. We've received announcements about more uh, seating sections being open because tickets are, to, uh, are, are really going. But from a league standpoint, where is everything at going into what is now the first year of the rebranded UFL? Yeah, it's a very unique setup. Basically, what they did was they combined forces, two leagues, 16 teams condensed to eight. So the talent level should be very high. Both leagues had nearly 120 players signed on with NFL teams after their 2023 season. St. Louis has a lot of talent on their roster. They had a very good season last year, although they didn't make the playoffs. A lot of controversy on that one. But I think one of the big reasons why Fox, Redbird, Disney – are still giving this thing a go and trying to make it work and believe that one of the reasons they believe that this concept can succeed and be like the fifth major pro sports league out there is because of the St. Louis Battlehawks and their success in that market. You know, we've seen the DC defenders. They certainly have passionate fans out there too. They have great crowds of deer snake, all that. But I think St. Louis, is and when it comes to fan support, passion, and the potential of these leagues has shown up. And um, and I, I think it's going to be a fun season. It's going to be a unique season, seeing these two leagues kind of uh, join together, put together their top elements to try to present what could be uh, the best spring pro football league we've seen since the original USFL many moons ago. So it's a really unique situation in St. Louis because the the fan support started really as a result of the NFL and Stan Kroenke accusing St. Louis of not being a good football city. And and we sat there and said, okay, you want to say that about us? We'll show you how good we are. And then it's just continued. So how does the rest of when, – when that dynamic is very unique to St. Louis, how does the rest of the league learn something from St. Louis to try to start replicating what's going on here? You know, if the league ever gets to the point where they expand and go beyond eight teams, they need to go to markets that feel have the same kind of sentiment that St. Louis had for this league. And they, it's kind of like St. Louis is bonded together for the Battlehawks, embrace them as a way of showing the entire nation, basically, that we're a pro football town, we're great, we're passionate, we deserve pro football. And it was the perfect marriage between the XFL was trying to prove themselves in the like pro sports, pro football landscape, and St. Louis that is proving themselves all, all over again as being a great sports town, sports city, and of course, you know, a great football town. So I think the rest of the league, to answer your question, I think you need to embrace the community. And so it's hard to match up exactly what Saint, the mojo that St. Louis has for the Battlehawks, but you need to do as much as you can to embrace the particular, whether that be Birmingham, Michigan, D.C.'s done a tremendous job. They're one of the teams in this league. I mean, they've exceeded their season ticket sales from a year ago already. So um, there's potential with a lot of these markets, but it's really hard to match up to to St. Louis, no question. Is it still, though, really a made-for-TV product just in the sense that if this league is going to be successful, it's going to be based off television ratings? Sure, but I think the owners of the league, Fox, Redbird, Capital, uh, you know, Dwayne Johnson, Danny Garcia, everybody that's involved in there, they need to find ways to create revenue streams for the league beyond television. Television is important. Obviously, it's great that the league has, uh, you know, has games on ABC, ESPN, Fox. They have a great amount of 
games that are going to be in big network television, a standard linear television. So that's a big help. But they also need to find a way to capitalize on revenue streams. The way uh, nobody's the NFL, but you want to create revenue streams through merchandising, through sponsorship, and, and they're going to be, you know, they're fully in bed with the U.S. Army. Was looking to recruit heavily. Um, you know, and use a lot of sponsorships. So you'll see them all over UFL broadcasting. You know, the, the leagues have had sponsors like Budweiser and otherwise, but they need to um, they need to hit on those areas as well beyond just the TV product, the attendance. Um, and I think a big reason the USFL side got in bed with the XFL side is because uh, you know they had a great product, but unfortunately they didn't have a lot of fans at their games. I mean, it hurt their their overall product, and they saw the XFL how fans were invested at the games. It changed the quality of the games that you watch on television to see St. Louis games with 30,000 fans, DC games, uh, packed house, sellout crowds, uh, going crazy in all field. So I think the attendance, the TV product, it, the attendance helps, the engaged audience helps in terms of the TV product, ratings, sponsorships, all that. It, these leagues need to, they're very expensive. People don't realize, they think of them as minor leagues. These are very expensive. Pro football is very expensive to run and operate. So I, I think uh, Fox, Redbird, they have united here to create the United Football League. To uh, They want to see the light at the end of the tunnel from a, um, a revenue standpoint. So this, I think, is the might be the last attempt for this concept to work. And they have a lot of good things going for them. It's a question of whether or not they can attract some of the mainstream football audience, because right now the UFL, which was the XFL and the USFL, has a, a solid niche uh, niche audience, but they need to build uh, beyond that. He is uh, Mike Mitchell. You can uh, follow him on uh, Twitter at by Mike Mitchell. He uh, covers the UFL for the uh, Sports Illustrated uh, UFL site. Mike, thanks so much for taking the time. I'm sure we'll uh, continue to uh, tap into your knowledge as we get closer and closer to the season. Thanks, man. And you know, we'll see if the Battle Hawks actually have the league's championship game in the Dome. The key yeah. to that, though, is to make it to that big game. Yeah, absolutely, Mike. Thanks. And there's been reports and indications out there that uh, St. Louis is going to host the uh, UFL championship game uh, no matter what. I don't think that's been made official yet. I should have asked Mike that. Not yet. Uh, reached, oh, yeah, Mike's still here. The league. They haven't confirmed that yet, but that's been the word for quite some time now. But the pressure will be on if it's announced yeah. that in fact will be in the dome because the league will still do good attendance. So they'll do well if there are two opposing teams in that game. But if St. Louis is in that game, look out now. You might, you might actually fill the dome. Yeah, I, I think you would. I think you would. Mike, thanks so much. I uh, really appreciate you taking uh, some time with us here on a Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. Wanted to mention this real quickly before we get to break. When we come back, we'll talk about the uniform uh, situation in Major League Baseball. Joey Votto sent out a tweet, and it's him in his car going through a car wash, and he simply says, this isn't spring training, and he looks sad, and he looks pathetic. Here's the interesting thing. It looks like he's wearing a Cardinals hat. It looks like Joey Votto is wearing a Cardinals hat. And there's been a lot of people taking notice about this on social media. What he he kind of is, what he's actually wearing is a throwback Louisville Bats hat from when Louisville was a Cardinals affiliate, and it is the Redbird on there. So I don't, there's, the, 
The Cardinals have about a million first basemen, both on the main roster and on the 40-man roster. Joey Votto is not going to be a Cardinal. But if you want to see Joey Votto wearing a Redbird hat, you can do so right now on uh, Twitter if you head to his thing. And hopefully he gets signed. He's good for the game of baseball, uh, but there's just so many free agents out there. All right, we will talk about the uniform situation, more developments and all that. We'll discuss next from Jupiter, Florida. It's a Graybar Sports Open Line on KMOX. Welcome back to the Graybar Sports Open Live, live from Cardinal Spring Training and the DR Hughes Homes Broadcast Center. Once again, Matt Pauley on King of OX. Starting wrap up hour number one. It's a Gray Bar Sports Open Line here on KMOX. Coming up in hour number two, Brendan Schaefer with uh, KMOV.com. He covers uh, the Cardinals. He's down here in Jupiter. We are going to hear from him. Also, we'll do our uh, daily fun with audio where we'll hear back from what uh, what Oliver Marmel had to say earlier today during his daily media briefing. I'll tell you this, he, he didn't say a lot. We had about a three-minute session with him. And generally, we talk to him for 10 to 20 minutes. So there's just not a whole lot to talk about right now on the eve of games being played. And that's the, that's the important thing. Tomorrow, Grapefruit League action will begin. Split squad games. Cardinals-Marlins, Cardinals-Mets, the Cardinals-Marlins game from Roger Dean Stadium here in Jupiter. We'll have that one for you right here on KMOX as uh, coverage is set to begin right around 12 noon with uh, 12.05 for the first pitch. The saga that is the uniforms continues. Uh, now there's been a lot of photos that have shown the the see-through nature of the pants, and I mean they are they're pretty see-through. There's been uh, some media outlets that have actually had to censor some things, <laughs> to uh, to put it mildly, and uh, ma- the the players' association obviously has complained. In a statement, Major League Baseball yesterday finally said, yeah, we're going to work on this. We're going to try to get it fixed. It would, by the way, it would have been so easy. The moment all this stuff started coming out, baseball, why can't baseball just say, all right, we made a mistake. Somehow this slipped through the cracks. This is embarrassing. We understand the importance of uniforms and jerseys and pants, and we're working with our partners at Nike and Fanatics to get this fixed, and it will be fixed ASAP, and this is of the – utmost importance with a high priority like why couldn't they just say that they couldn't they did they didn't say that and again and we're, we're stuck where there's something new every day so Derek Gould had a had a story about this you can read it stltoday.com in the post dispatch I, th- I think it posted today so we'll run I would assume in tomorrow's print copy of the uh, of the post dispatch not to steal all of his thunder it was good reporting from uh, from Derek but there are other uniform issues that are going on. If you've seen any uh, photos or videos from uh, the workouts that are going on right now, the Cardinals are wearing the road grays every single day. And if you wonder why they're wearing the road grays, it's because they have not yet received their full selection, full assortment of home whites. And uh, yeah, not every player has received them. They've done some photos. So some guys have just gotten some pants that they can wear for photos, but they were not fitted to them or anything. So they don't even have all of their uniforms yet. And, you know, the Cardinals have their, their alternate jerseys that they have, a, a home alternate and a road alternate uh, that they have worn. The expectation is that those, those uniforms aren't even going to be available at the start of the season, that there's a, a backup on manufacturing and that they're not going to have them, which is how does oh, – 
you had time to get these ready, and they're not ready, which is absolutely remarkable. Uh, Keenan Middleton, he's changing his number. He was 99. Now he's going to be 93. He was 99 because it was a mistake. He never wanted 99. He wanted 93 from the beginning. Uh, there was some sort of uh, jersey aficionado or player, uh, you know, number aficionado that told him a Cardinal has never worn the number 93. So he got the opportunity to be the first ever Cardinal to wear the number 93. So him having the 99 jersey in the first place was just a flat-out mistake. And that's where we're at. So every day something more is going on with these uniforms. It is they, – they don't look good. Major League Baseball has at least acknowledged the pant issue because they realize that they are see-through and they realize that they don't fit to players. They're, they are not as customized as the previous pants were. They are uncomfortable. It's just a very not-so-great situation for, for everybody. So Major League Baseball is working to, uh, to, try, to uh, try to fix that and... They're, they're going to do that. There's been, there's been no statement. There's been zero statement from Major League Baseball when it comes to the uniform top. So I would expect that there's going to be no change to that once the season gets underway. But baseball's smart enough to know that you can't have dudes playing in see-through bottoms, right? Like, can, can we all? We live in a world right now where we have a really hard time agreeing on just about anything. Can we all come together and agree that it's not good for baseball if guys are playing in see-through pants. Right? That's, that's just not great. Not great for baseball. So they'll try to get that fixed before all is said and done. And on that happy note, we're going to wrap up hour number one of the program. Hour number two, Brendan Schaefer is going to join us at about uh, 7.20. And around 7.35, we'll go back through uh, what was said by Cardinals manager Oliver Marmel today. I'll go through kind of my things to uh, watch for, things to uh, look at, uh, storylines, narratives, all that that you can kind of be paying attention to here early on in Grapefruit League play. We're going to do that right at the top of uh, next hour. And we've also got a bit of an update on the uh, Jackie Robinson statue story coming out of Wichita. We'll hit that next hour as well. So we've got a lot coming up. Don't go anywhere. This is a Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.